Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast. It's Thursday, April 23rd. I'm Richard Woolley, Distressed Debt and Restructuring Editor in Reorg's London office, and today I'm going to be talking to some of our analysts about aviation services company Swissport. The company's been severely hit by restrictions placed on the aviation industry during the COVID-19 pandemic. Its senior secured and unsecured notes were both trading well above par in late February, but fell drastically after the crisis hit. The seniors are now at 70 and the unsecureds are at 18 after a group of senior secured creditors organised and hired PJT and Latham and Watkins to engage in upcoming debt negotiations. The company's owner, Chinese government-backed conglomerate HNA, paid $2.8 billion for it in 2016, but so far hasn't shown any real interest in giving it new capital. Investors are becoming involved in the situation though, and creditors include Ares, Carlyle, Capital Four and Investcorp. Recently, distressed investors, including Apollo, have bought into the debt, but some have not yet joined the senior secured group. Earlier today, I caught up with our legal analyst, Shan Qureshi, to talk about the group's debt profile and possible options, as well as its ability to source new liquidity. Hi, Shan. So can you talk us through Swissport's current debt profile and give us some background and context on the name? Thanks, Richard. Sure. So Swissport's capital structure consists of a 75 million euro RCF, which is due 2024, a 900 million euro secure term loan B, due 2024, uh, the 410 million euro uh, senior secured notes due 2024, and the 250 million euro unsecured notes, which are due in 2025. Now, as well as this, the group has a 50 million euro senior secured delayed drawdown loan due 2024. Now, both the RCF and the delayed drawdown loan were reported undrawn in December 2019. Now, the term loan, B, RCF, and Senior Secured Delay Drawdown Facility are all provided for by the same New York law-governed credit agreement, which was entered into contemporaneously with the issuance of the unsecured and secured uh, notes. The RCF contains a springing leverage covenant tested quarterly uh, on a rolling 12-monthly basis if the RCF is drawn more than 35%, and there's also a €190 million euro pick note, which sits outside the restricted group. Okay, so should these uh, COVID restrictions stay in place, what events do you think could cause trouble for Swissport? Yeah, well, given the group's burdensome interest costs and likely cash drain, it is entirely possible that we could see an interest payment default under either the notes or uh, under the RCF. In any event, a payment default is one part of the capital structure that is likely to cause cross defaults across the piece. In this case, and absent the default being cured or waived, the power to control a refinancing or a restructuring shifts away from the group's management and shareholders and into the hands of the defaulted debt's creditors. Now, if the, default, if the group defaults under any of its secured lending, the terms of each debt document will de- dictate whether a particular category of creditors is entitled to accelerate the debt as a result of the default, and if so, what percentage of creditors is required to vote in favour to trigger the acceleration. Now, under the terms of the intercreditor agreement, the note security can be enforced by more than 50% by value of the group's senior facility agreements, senior secured notes, uh, and certain other debt. And these guys can instruct a security agent, and these instructions will bind all senior secured creditors. Interestingly, well, and obviously, the unsecureds do not benefit from any security and therefore can't form an instructing group. It is entirely possible that the group will attempt to use government support for lowering employees where possible. However, it's unlikely the financing supplied will be sufficient to plug the cash flow hole created by COVID. Given the group's Chinese ownership, it's likely it will struggle, politically at least, to gain economic support from European governments. Further, Chinese sponsors have been unwilling to support the group. 
Meanwhile, state support from China to a global enterprise can be difficult to obtain. Okay, so if there is an enforcement, what action could secured creditors take? What does the security package look like? Enforcement could result in the group being taken away from H&A, following a partial or full, depending on the valuation, equitization of secured lenders. The offering memorandum doesn't provide a detailed description of collateral and it does not appear to be a share pledge at the issuer level. This lack of a single point of enforcement could make it hard for secured creditors to effectively take ownership of the group through an enforcement security. And an enforcement may need to take place on an asset-by-asset basis if it actually happens, which could be both time-consuming and expensive. Depending on the security package, process and jurisdiction in which the enforcement takes place, creditors could enforce and take control of the group, effectively wiping out H&A's shareholding. A key consideration will be the outcome of any valuation exercise. This will determine exactly where the value will break within the capital structure. And if the group does end up in an enforcement situation, what are the relevant jurisdictions and processes? The intercreditor, secured and unsecured, are all governed by New York law. The issue of the notes is uh, Luxembourg, and the borrower of the uh, under the RCF is in Switzerland. Now, this gives rise to a number of potential restructuring and reinforcement options. The group might also have creditors or assets located in other jurisdictions, including England, which could permit actions to be taken elsewhere. Under, for example, a US Chapter 11 process, the business could continue its operations with management retaining control whilst the restructuring takes place. This process can be used to cancel the company's existing shares and issue new shares to creditors, sort of to effectuate a sale and transfer of the equity securities, which will have the same effect. This usually happens through the implementation of a plan between the company and its creditors, which is approved by both the court and can be used to cram down creditors. Given that both the ICA and the notes are governed by New York law, the strategy would appear to be the most straightforward in terms of finding a common jurisdiction. The tool is tried and tested, but Chapter 11 can attract significant costs and is a court-led process. Now, unless Swiss support and its creditors were able to agree a pre-packaged bankruptcy before the filing. Alternatively, an English law scheme of arrangement could be used by the group to implement several types of restructuring. The process could be used simply to vary one of the existing notes, extending the maturity, amending other terms, picking the interest, for example. Or a super senior tranche of debt could be implemented and other debt, which is deemed to be having no economic value on valuation, could be written off. And this is particularly relevant for these senior unsecured notes. Whereas, as I discussed, the Chapter 11 is a large bankruptcy procedure, the schemes can be more targeted and used to amend just parts of a group's capital structure, as we saw recently in the case of Syncrium. Creditors and debtors just sometimes prefer the speed and precision of schemes over a Chapter 11 filing. Obviously, the key issue with which uh, with using the English law process is finding jurisdiction. Now, given there's no English law intercreditor or English borrower, however, it is possible that the governing law of the notes can be amended with a simple majority consent of note holders, and the relevant issuing enters, Comey, can be moved to England. Now, this step could be something that's built into the timeline. What about before a restructuring process kicks off? Do the terms of the notes allow for the incurrence of new debt, and is there any capacity baked in for priming the debt? That's a good point. Increasing the group's liquidity would allow it to delay any potential payment default under its existing cap stack. Yes, there may be capacity for the group to incur further indebtedness, as I'll explain later. However, finding willing lenders who will lend at attractive rates may be hard, given the current climate. And there's also the risk that an incurrence of further debt would only kick the can down the road for a limited period rather than provide long-term stability. Uh, at Reorg, we calculate the group could incur 330 million euros more secured debt. 
This comprises a 205 million euro headroom on top of the 75 million euro RCF and 50 million euro delayed drawdown loan under the credit facility basket. Such borrowing can be on a senior secured basis, ranking parry with the senior secured facilities and the senior secured notes. Alternatively, priming status could be achieved using any capacity to secure new debt on non-collateral assets or the 50 million euro or 2.8% of total assets carve out for non-guarantor restricted subsidiary debt. It is also worth considering that such money could be provided as part of a wider restructuring strategy, which would potentially see lenders equitized and H&A's holding wiped out. I also spoke to Carolina Hienanen, one of our financial analysts in London, to get a picture of the group's current financial situation, operations and cash burn. Hi Carolina, can you walk us through uh, Swissport's business and the key financial considerations? So Swissport revenue is about 80% from ground handling and 20% cargo, and the revenue is derived from long-term contracts directly with airlines. It's very much a services business with most of the assets leased. Of the two revenue streams, cargo is probably more resilient to the current situation as movement of goods is not as restricted as movement of people. However, the weakening economic sentiment will translate into lower cargo volumes as well and the level of cargo activity will not be sufficient to plug the hole from ground handling. There is a fixed component in the ground handling business per aircraft movement while cargo is mostly driven by volumes, but in the current situation this is less relevant as airplanes are largely grounded. Generally speaking, cargo cost structure is more fixed in nature, as costs relate to rents and leases, whereas ground handling is more variable and can be adjusted to volumes. This is primarily because ground handling is more labor-intensive. Before the crisis, about 70% of the group's 64,000 employees were employed in ground handling, compared with just 6,000 in cargo. This means that the key flexibility in the current situation, with little activity, is cutting down the staff. Swissport says they are planning to cut about two-thirds of staff through a combination of measures. This is significant because in terms of operating expenditure, almost 75% is personal expenses. What's the group's cash burn looking like and what do you think it can do to preserve liquidity? The company has said it had about 308 million available liquidity at the end of February. If we assume that revenue is down about 80% for ground handling and 50% for cargo, that would mean about 200 million of quarterly revenue. Cutting variable expenses to a similar extent and personal expense by 60% would translate to negative EBITDA of about 80 million per quarter while the pandemic persists. If capex can be cut to half, that would mean around 30 million annually and with an interest bill of 125 million and lease payments of about 100 million, this would mean burning about 150 million of cash per quarter. So that means the company would be in need of new money sometime in the third quarter. This prediction depends primarily on the group's ability to cut personal costs and on the top line assumptions. For example, if revenue decline in the second quarter is closer to 90%, that would mean a cash burn of 250 million and running out of liquidity already in the second quarter. Interest payment on the bonds is made semi-annually and the next payment is due in August, so cash burn in the second quarter will be about 20 million lower. In general, the cash burn is likely the highest in the first month or months of the standstill and reduces slightly as efforts to find cost savings ramp up and kick in. However, Swissport has a high amount of temporary staff whose contracts are relatively more flexible to adapt, resulting in quicker cost savings. The group can also try to negotiate lease or rent payments, which can help the company to preserve liquidity to some extent.
And what do you think we can expect from the group after the crisis? Swissport is globally the largest ground handling company and the business model benefits from scale and the global network Swissport has in place. Recovery in traffic is very difficult to predict, but it is unlikely that passenger traffic will rebound back to 2019 levels immediately after the restrictions are lifted. Airlines' own assumptions on traffic recovery vary significantly, with some predicting a sharp recovery from the third quarter, while others expected to take years to reach 2019 levels again. Also, travel restrictions are likely to be lifted in stages, meaning that airports will not be operating at full capacity even after the immediate crisis is over. Therefore, it will take a while before the business recovers. If airlines are left vulnerable after the crisis, they can also cut capacity, delaying recovery further. Cutting down staff in the current situation as the primary means of preserving cash can mean a slight delay in becoming fully operational as staff will need to be rehired, but the assumption of slow recovery in passenger traffic gives the company some important buffer in terms of time to do so. Subscribers will be able to find the full analysis of Swissport on our website and can reach out to us with specific questions by email, questions at reorg.com. We'll be back with our regularly scheduled Reorg Europe podcast next Thursday. For now, stay safe and thank you very much for listening.